G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the Randwick George Main Stakes meeting. Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Rob Scurry here to help me review the meeting. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Did you have an overall highlight of the day? Because there was a couple of them, that's for sure. Well, we saw some good horses. Um, unfortunately, we, this is a bit like the football. We're talking about the referees rather than the game and we're talking about the track instead of the good horses. Um, again, it was apple crumble as soon as the rain hit the track was just gone in about the matter of five minutes. Uh, the kickback, even before the rain, have a look at the replay of race one. The kickback is horrendous. Yeah. And there's not even a drop of rain on the track by that stage. And then it, it can't, ha can't can't handle anything. It's gone in five minutes. Yep. Mark Roden, when you're doing your review, what's, uh, what's the penalty here? What was the overall bias for, for the day? Uh, the track pattern, well, it, even before and after the rain, it was on pace. It was very hard to come down the middle. There were a couple of horses who I think have put in really good performances running on down the centre of the track from back in the field. Um, I think people were expecting after the rain came for the fence to go a bit, but I, it didn't. Uh, even even up to the last race, I think it was the place to be. And uh, Rob Scurry, welcome to you. You had a nice little day there for yourself. Yeah, it's a good day. Um, Mark Roden got it right on pace early, um, and then you know, lucky sort of lane eight, eight meters off the rail, they couldn't do anything. When I saw the highway, um, and the second horse just looked like it's going to go straight past Leo and didn't. Um, I thought maybe the outside's a bit cast and wanted to, uh, you know, certainly looking for in run for fenced in run, and um, yeah, got a few results uh, thanks to that. Okay, let's have a look at races five through ten. We'll start with the Bill Ritchie over fourteen hundred. The Group three in a tissue has managed to knock off Look Like Elves, which is running up the inside of the track. They've settled fourth and third, respectively, in run. Uh, just an even tempo here, 1.3 length slow to the 600. Rob, take us, uh, I'll get you to start um, talking about these horses here in the Bill Ritchie. I, I couldn't separate the three in the market, so it was, it was a no-bet race for me. Um, I've always liked Harmony Rose as the type. Um, she looked very unlucky, um, slowly away and didn't get a spot that she would. It was a horror watch for Mark Roden. Um, yeah, uh, old looks like, like Elvis. I remember backing him first up in this race at 100-1 to 1 with uh, Glenn Schofield on um, a while ago. And uh, Glenn, he's run a big race, and I was tempted to back him again. It's just like that day, he looked, he looked forward on the tally. Um, and, and the winner, you know, I thought I thought about Mark Sheehan to being on a tissue last start and to watch um, uh, Timmy Clark push it up and have it two and a half lengths off the lead uh, was was a was quite the turn up I thought. But um, yeah, look, I don't know what to make with Private Eye. You can't make any run any any anything down the outside. So but maybe that's a good one to forgive. Yeah, Mark Sheehan. It was probably a pretty frustrating race for a number of different reasons. Well, look, if anyone had told me a tissue had been in front of Harmony Rose in the run, I, I would have sent him to Callan Park Asylum because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, this was just a horror watch, uh, uh, Harmony Rose. Uh, the two scratchings, Man of Peace and Arcademus come out. Looks to be no speed in the race. Harmony Rose misses the start, checking off heels for three quarters of the race. No room in the straight. Uh, look. Tisha's done a great job, great ride to dr drive it out of the stalls, get into the perfect position in the run and, and get the job done there by Tim Clark. But uh, Harmony Rose certainly no chance after getting left. Aramea ran on well again from the back. Um, probably less said about the race, the better private eye ended up in an awful spot, the way the track raced three and four wide. 
I thought he paraded a bit better than he did at Kemmler uh, the other day. He didn't sweat as much. So he might be going okay, but it's hard to tell. He was just in the wrong part of the track. Yeah. Mark Roden, have you watched the replay yet? Yeah, I have. <laughs> got, a, got a bit to say about this. Uh, this race has fed and got me every way it possibly could because if you remember, I, I was tipping a tissue on Friday. Yeah. So come race morning, we lose Academus and Man of Peace, as Mark said. And because I'm such a Quick thinking and agile form analyst. I thought, hang on, how many rows just is a moral now? It's going to lead by three lengths and a walk. And so I switched. And then, uh, yeah, Mark covered pretty well what happened after that. But um, what I will say is, okay, the horse took half a backward step when the gates opened, but Rachel King did nothing on it then. Um, look at the way like Nash was firing horses out of the gates all day on this track. She just sat there like a statue and let things happen to her. She didn't even try and get past stinking old looks like Elvis. On the fence. I mean, if she'd got looked like there was a spot, she would have won. Didn't even do that. Just sat and ended up sixth or something. It was, it was horrible. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Rachel King fan in general, but this was... Look, it was circumstances were against her, but she did nothing to help herself either, I'd say, in this case. But um, anyway, we move on. As we do. Race six on the car. The T-Rose, group two for the three-year-old fillies. And you spoke of Nash uh, firing him out. or well, he settled second in run on an even tempo. 1.4 lengths fast to the 600 on punning forms data and uh, too strong in the end for Mallory, who kind of just does what Mallory does, doesn't she? Um, Rob, I'll start with yourself. The three-year-old fillies. Look, I, uh, I, I got something out of four moves ahead. I was on her um, first up and we made a point that her run was great the other day on the wrong side of the track. And this was when the rain came and I looked at her form and I think she had two wins on soft or heavy. Uh, and I'd just been on Nash, uh, which is this amazing rider and high supremacy. So I kind of had, had an inkling that he was in the mood and bang, out the gates he went. And um, for a few seconds there, she got her head up, but um, he got her settled and it was pretty easy watch. She was never going to get beat. Um, the same same horses, the low numbers, um, you know, and these set weights seem to, to go well every year. We've got, you know, um, Mallory a um, bit, little bit stiff um, and Swift Witness, she won the other day. So, you know, it's... it's the form sort of, I know we said that they, they sort of taking in turns a little bit, but I, I think we, we are now sort of seeing them um, settle down and uh, the good horses are winning under these set weight conditions. Yeah, Mark, Shane, what are you taking out of this race? Yeah, well, I think the ride certainly won uh, the race uh, when he bounced her out uh, and was in front in the early stages and then did take a jack back at about the 800. She started to pull a little bit, but Apart from that, uh, I think he got into the right spot. Mallory had to wait for the run there. He was in the coffin at the top of the straight. And I think that was probably the difference in winning and losing, that four moves ahead was just able to get about a half a neck in front. And then Mallory, looking at the head-on, inconvenienced by Swift Witness um, most of the way over the last 100 metres. So I don't think there's a lot between them. I just think actually getting in the running line one-off uh, helped the winning here. And next time they clash, probably not a lot between them. Thought Von Trapp was a great run here, a race dominated by the on-paces to come from drag back to last and then make up very good ground in the straight. She's by Frankel, and I think a race like the Flight Stakes or even the Wakeful uh, could be the target for uh, this filly who's ticking over very nicely after a maiden win last start. OK, I wanted to follow there for Mark Shane. Mark Roden, did you have any thoughts here? Um, I thought the time was pretty ordinary. Mm. Uh, I'd was there a rain in between this race and the previous? Because it's yeah, I, I think it started raining. Um, yeah, started raining just before this race. 
Okay, right. That might have something to do with it. I thought, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not much good. Excellent change of tactics. Carried out well by Nash. Now he's stiff. Fontrap, very eye-catching. Only thing I'd say to temper that is that it did come through the right... It came up the inside, not round, but um, she's certainly going to be better over further and has scope. But um, they're a pretty ordinary bunch uh, overall, but the, these three and Jamea uh, seem to be the pick of them. Okay. Uh, the group one on the card was the George Main Race 7 over the mile, and they've got a fast tempo here, 2.1 lengths fast to the 600, set by Riadini, and very elegant run up the inside. As you mentioned before, the rain had started to come and as did the cash later. So it started odds on $1.90. Rob, very elegant, one of your favourites. Yeah, she is. And um, yeah, I almost uh, loaded the cannons, deleted the text. I just yeah. thought, oh, look, she's, she, she's just a winner, isn't she? And she's, she's a real, she's a real trier. Um, I don't know if she's a, I don't care if she's a champion or not, but she's, she's a very good horse and she was suited here. Um, Mark is stiff as stiff as all hell here. Riadini um, and think it over because uh, they yeah one of them was going to win. Very elegant wasn't going to win it with three fifty and uh, to get done um, yeah mate I, I was feeling for you um, and uh, yeah I, I, look I thought Star of the Seas might be suited on the wet. I kind of overthought it and, and like had a tiny place play on it for the punters um, but yeah probably got in the wrong part of the track and it's not much good but. Uh, look, Riadini will be suited in the Epsom, dropping in weight. If you can get a half-decent track, it'll it'll be hard to beat in that. And very elegant, I guess she goes to Melbourne now. And, um, you know, if she gets gets rain on the day, she'll be hard to beat in anything. Well, I guess that's it, Mark Shane. She probably inevitably has a meeting against Zaki at some point. You'd think so. Um, look, she got the job done. Uh, Hatton of the day sort of fell into her place a little bit, didn't it? Um, getting the rails run, ridden a little bit more quietly than last start. Um, she probably doesn't have the zip at this distance anymore. Um, we saw that last preparation in the first couple of runs, and then she did grow a leg when she got over a little bit further. So I think thinking over was very brave here. I think most expected him to end up in the 1-1, and he ended up three wide in the limb facing the breeze, nothing to chase into the race. So I thought he did a great job, and Hungry Heart had no form on wet ground, and I thought she's ticking over very nicely for races over a little bit longer. Yes, indeed. And yeah, as Rob alluded to, Mark Roden, he um, did look the winner there for at least part of the straight. Riadini, yeah, uh, Riadini did. And, then, and think it over was massive. Three wide, the trip, that was incredible. Just as you couldn't get in, there was just a, a two million Chris Waller trained horses underneath him, not letting him in anyway. So um, yeah, that, that just didn't pan out for him, unfortunately. Look, I, I was quite keen to oppose very, very elegant uh, on this in this uh, on a dry track when the rain came obviously that improved their chances markedly and then the way the track was playing just fell completely her way as well um i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been as aggressive had i known the track was going to be effective zero percent cha uh, chance of rain forecast on saturday too they've done well there on, on <laughs> but um yeah i think thinking over was the run of the race but that very elegant might have a bit more to give whereas he doesn't I, you know i'd, I'd I'd run him in the Cox Plate, think it over. You know, he might run third or fourth in it and get a nice, very nice check for it. I think he's just turned into a super honest um, campaigner at what passes for Group 1 level in this country these days. I personally think if they clash on a dry track in the Cox Plate, Zaki would be very elegant if he brings that Doombin Cup performance. I think that's that's probably the top uh, um, performance I can remember, or I can think of of any contender in that race, but if it is effective and or 
um, Zaki doesn't go to his top, this mare's going to be the one to beat. It's certainly the most entertaining race on the day for a neutral was race eight, the shorts, the group two over 1,100 metres. And I was surprised that the tempo was only 2.4 lengths fast to the 600 overall, given that uh, they were running some of those nice splits early, um, set by Eduardo and Nature Strip. Uh, in the end, Eduardo has managed to just outgrind him at the end and post another really strong figure. Uh, Rob, I'll start with yourself. You, you mentioned that Eduardo had that explosive look to him. He did. He was just, he was just, um, he, he looked, uh, just, he reminded me how he looked before the galaxy. Yeah. He just, he looked tuned up. He, he was just, just nodding his head a little bit. Um, and, and he just, he looked fit as a trout. Um, you know, when you compare that to nature strip, he just, just wanders around. Look, I, I, I've, I've, I've broken square on the race for the subscribers. I, I don't ever get anything out of nature strips. I don't know why I didn't take the odds, um, or levels to take them or whatever, but I, I, I loved, I love watching the race. I, 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 as a fan, it was, it was really good to watch. Um, I, I, I'm surprised, uh, that, you know, how, how he's just got a great will to win Eduardo and I'm not sure if he's going to be suited going up to 1200, but he's a, he's a bloody good horse. And, um, you know, so I love a brave front runner, and you know, he he got my, uh, you know, um, yeah, my racing fan he took out the cynic, and I was just ah. <laughs> Martin, what are you taking out of the shorts? What did you think in run? Um, yeah, in run, I thought uh, well, these two are cutting at each other, and they'll probably leave it for something else. Um, and maybe Jason Collett thought that on Geetra, uh he, he hugged the fence at the top of the straight, which he was probably entitled to because Nature Strip had, had rolled off the rail and uh, he was a couple of lengths behind them and probably at that stage not looking like he would trouble them. But they've come back to him the last little bit and then Guitra's run right up the salmon trout. So, um, <laughs> And then the stewards have questioned him over that ride and we'll probably talk about a ride in the last where <laughs> he leaves the fence. But uh, back to this race, uh, Guitra... Uh, he is a horse who Nature Strip had off the bit with their one day at Randwick and he just motored over the top of him there. So this has certainly opened the Everest right up, this result. Uh, can Nature Strip bounce back? But we saw him do that last time. Um, Chris leaves a bit up the sleeve. Uh, I thought Mars Crusader didn't parade very well to me before the race and um, so much lack of pace at the start. You just can't give that uh, start away to good horses. And Rothfire, well... I thought he's done an outstanding job to run fourth, considering the long layoff. Probably his worst run in his career has been on wet ground prior to this on Saturday. Uh, and the hang on and run fourth had been an outstanding effort. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, what's, uh, what's your figures presenting after the after the event? Uh, it can't be too high because they were the late sections were so slow because they, they, I think they, they went too hard. Um, I'm, anyone else think J-Mac should have handed up, just completely handed up to Eduardo, or...? I don't know if he's... He looked to me like he charged a bit when he tried to take hold right. of him. That's yeah. in my own thought. I thought I thought originally, oh, you should back off here, but he, he looked like he half-charged. Yeah. And I think in hindsight, he probably would have been better off trying to ease behind him and then sit yeah. at his quarters, maybe. Yeah. Certainly can't take anything... Well, Eduardo's beaten him on his merits because it was half-lengthing him from too wide and, and held him off, off weight. So all honours with the winner in this case. Um, certainly not riding Nature Strip off over 1,200. If he gets a nicer run and travels better, gets things on his own terms, he's clearly the one to beat. Now, yeah, Detroit should have won this. Um, pretty obviously should have won this with, with decent luck, but um, it, the race was put on for him. 
but still, I think the, the big takeaway for him is that I thought he was gone after what he'd seen in Adelaide. Mm. You think yeah. he's come to the end of this horse. He, he didn't fire a shot um, back at home. Uh, but he is clearly not gone on the evidence of this. He, I mean, he's had it with clear running. He runs up to a level as good as anything he's done. So he's he's one of the chances. Yep. But against that, he's on the rail in the in the fast lane too, isn't he? So you've got to. No, that's what it is. So because he got held up, we're saying, "Geez, he was stiff. He should have won." Had he got the run, we're saying, "Oh, he's won, but it was put on for him." So you know, <laughs> always looking for what actually didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him in Adelaide at, in the Goodwood. Him and Behemoth. I thought I thought these both two these horses are gone, and they proved me wrong. <laughs> it was just a cracking race there on Saturday, and it just throws up all sorts of angles going forward. So just really looking forward to the next time they clash. But we had race nine, the Kingston Town Stakes over two thousand, the Group Three, and she's ideal. Was a reasonably well supported favourite, and uh, got the job done. Another horse that settled rails in run on speed, or relatively close to the speed, and Montefilia was was okay there, coming from a little bit further behind. Even tempo here, bang on to the 600. Rob, anything for yourself for these horses? Uh, look, I had a small play on the on the grey. Fun fact, I thought he'd get a softish lead, him and the other um, uh, Newnham horse, which, which looked like it's pulled up with an issue, Spirit Ridge. It didn't went across the Rhine um, poorly, but this was over um, in, in, in 50 metres. Um, Got the perfect spot. She's ideal. You know, they, they were offering 280 in the run, and I, I had a little go at that because I, I just thought, you know, she's, you know. Oh, my, you, my got only... it, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get 245. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get an API. One click. Yeah, um, yeah so I was, uh, I was I was tapping away on that, and uh, she she never looked like beat, getting beat. Um, Mark Sheen mentioned attorney the other week. Uh, he... He looked well in the yard, and I th think he's run well here, and he's on track for something. Um, but yeah, look, there's a lot of sort of has-beens and tired horses, and look, Montefilia might be overweighted. Who knows whether she really? Um, yeah, it's a good run, so I don't want to be too harsh on her, but um, she'll be, she'll be, I think she'll be struggling to win anything higher than this grade. Okay. Maybe the, the matriarch for her on uh, at the 2000 meter race at Flemington on on, on the final day. Yeah. Mark Shane, what are you reviewing here with the Kingston Town? Yeah, well, I think Rob summed it up when it landed about fourth on the rail. Uh, it's pretty much race over with no weight uh, in the fast lane and a good wet tracker. So probably just a matter of getting around at the top of the straight, which he did. Uh, I agree. I think Attorney's absolutely flying at the moment, came from a long way back. And uh, look, I thought Monofilia did a great job. She's come down the wrong part of the track. She's had a lot of weight here with 57. It's just whether, you know, we raise the point every time she gets past 2,000, she's failed in the past. So whether she's a stronger man now, though, but she's probably going to go to cups level and whether she can handle that uh, is the question mark. But she's definitely come down the wrong part of the track. I tip Spirit Ridge on uh, Friday, but I think when the rain came, that certainly put the pen through him. He's got a bad run overseas in the wet and he looked a spent force a long way from home. So... Uh, she's ideal good, and I thought attorney certainly one to follow. Okay. Mark Roden, are you following anything out of this race? Uh, I thought Monophilia was away from the winner, the best run in the race. The, the winner was the best rider in the race. Just adds another string to her bow, too. Now, I, I think, I mean, she'd drawn a lot of bad barriers and so on in the past, so they just dragged her straight back. But I think they, no matter where she drew, they were inclined to go back on her. Now they've had a result putting her in the race that that sort of uh, gives her a bit more uh, variety. And um, 
you know, as always, you'd rather be on a non-poster than to get back horse. You, you just take bad luck out of the equation so often. Monophilia was terrific. Making ground down the down the middle, it, it really couldn't be. That was a great run. Uh, I had a, um, a small wing here. I, I backed Best of Days early. He would have been beaten about 500 metres on this track, I think. Um, so got, got my money back, which I was very pleased about. <laughs> Not sure with that. Okay, let's have a look at the last race. Race 10 over 1,100 metres. Uh, Triple Aces narrowly defeated Blondeau, who got well back. And Gravina, who uh, was well supported there. Shout out to Captain Jack Dickens, who threw it out in the previous show and then was blowing up for about 45 minutes after the race. <laughs> Even tempo here, 1.2 length slow to the 600. Rob, anything in race 10 for yourself? Oh, yeah. I, I lost. Um, I was a bit dirty after the race because Triple Ace is a real wet track type athletic horse. Um, you know, had the fitness. Um, barrier, barrier 10 probably put me off. I had a small play on Marway and the face. Uh, I was pretty happy with myself on the face trading at $4, uh, about the 600 metres. Um, but, yeah, the Gravina, I, I don't know how that, what he was doing there because, you know, don't call it, it's usually just up the inside. He, he did it with um, Canyon Nero earlier in the day. I, I, I don't understand it. Marway, um, I like I liked his attitude. It didn't look quite so toey as usual, but it did look a bit fat, so maybe that wasn't suited. But his form on wet tracks sort of made him a play for me. Um, look, I don't mind a fast horse knocking up, and I'll probably follow him uh, again, as I think he's got a fitness improvement. And if you just, yeah, I like fast horses that look like they're getting beaten. They can come out and run well. Okay. Nice push there. Uh, Mark Shane, how did you see race 10? Yeah, well, I think, as we said earlier, the talking point was uh, was Collard leaving the rail here when uh, there was probably no need to. And even when he did leave the rail, he probably could have tracked up behind Mamaragan and come maybe three off. But he switched even wider than that into about lane seven or eight, which had been a no-go zone all day. So he probably should have got the money. I was on Blondo here. I thought he was a moral with 200 to go, and he's just dead set. Seeing the winning post that Blake put on Twitter, he, he shit the bed when he saw the winning post, and I think he was right. <laughs> um, look, he's, he's consistent triple ace. I suppose he had run second to Madam Legend, who came out and won the Tibby. Um, he's won, what, six out of 12 now, so hard to knock him. He's a good, honest horse, got in a good spot, but... Uh, no, I did my money on the race. Uh, Equation was heavily backed here. Didn't jump great and got a long way back, so probably a forgive run. Uh, they just went helter-skelter, and it just may not have suited him. So I'd like to see him again without really bagging. Okay. And Mark Roden, finish us off with uh, race 10. Yeah, agree with all of this. Uh, all that's been said, Gravino could have poked through. Yeah, there was plenty of gaps, I think, to go through further than that, but he, he sort of committed to going round, I can't remember which horse, but it, uh, but it sort of hung out a bit on him too, and he just ended up in a terrible spot, very unlucky. Very unlucky for Jack, who got the top odds too, that was uh, tragic, really. Um, I think Marway wants a bit drier. Um, he is a fast horse, I think, um, Aiken was no help here to him, but um, I'd, I'd still prefer him on a drier track than this now, I think. Uh, equation you've got to forgive, just totally wrong spot. And um, Star Spangled Redeo, I thought was pretty good at an unsuitable trip first up. So when he gets out to about 1400s his distance, I think. So when he gets out to that, he might be winning again. Yep. Okay. That brings us to the end. I'll get a horse or two to follow from each of you, but I'll start with you, Rob Scurry. Uh, I think Riadini just seems very well weighted in the Epsom. Um, but, you know, how could you have a futures bet on Randwick? Um, <laughs> 
Uh, other than that, um, the, the, the winner for High Supremacy might might be finally showing his his, his worth, and um, I, I wouldn't drop off Private Eye, um, wrong part of the track, and uh, yeah, he's he, I think he can continue to improve this time in, so there might be a race for him, but yeah, um, play him as they lie, I guess, as, as they come. Hopefully, where are we at, Kembla next week? Well, they said they're um, hoping to go to Rose Hill, actually, I think. I know it's locked down, but some talk they're trying to press for, for Rose Hill, so I don't know. Yeah, interesting. We'll wait and see what happens there over the rest of the week. Mark Sheen. Uh, I'd have race for Kemler for sale, but I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Uh, horses to follow for you, Mark. Uh, like Von Trapp, I think if it goes to the flight, again, still might be a bit short for it to flight, but I think once it gets up around 2,000, and uh, I think attorney is really going well. I thought Montefilia was good, but maybe uh, Von Trapp and attorney in the main two. Okay, and you, Mark Roden, a couple of horses to follow. Yeah, well, stack of forgive runs because of the track pattern, obviously. I thought Akihiro was really good in the midway from uh, free wide and well back. Uh, Private Eye was also free wide. Um, think it over and Cascadian. Well, think it over was huge and you can forgive Cascadian, I think. Uh, and Montefilia out of the 2000 meter race. Okay. The week ahead, we've got uh, racing at Wyong on Tuesday. There's seven races at Gosford on Wednesday, Hawkesbury Thursday. Then on Saturday, we've got Goulburn. And as Mark Sheen just alluded to, the Golden Rose. But will it be at Rose Hill or Kembla? We'll have to wait and see. By the way, there's still some other decent races on the card. But uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, Mark Sheen, is there anything that you can point us to early days with the Golden Rose? Oh, the geez, if the favourite turns up uh, in the same form he did at Kembler, I think it'd just be a walk in the park, really, Anamung. I, I don't think I'll be backing anything to beat it, I know that. Okay. I don't know what their boys think. What do you think? I totally, totally agree. I think he can, he can win the Caulfield Guineas and be a show in the Cox Plate. All right. We'll see how we go later in the week. We'll join up and preview the meeting on Friday morning. Until then, go well, guys. 